Welcome to the Chicago Business Review, where we introduce you to some of the most successful and sharpest minds from my hometown, Chicago, so that you can find out the secrets that have helped these professionals achieve massive success. If you want to accelerate your growth in your personal and professional life so that you can do more, have more, give more, and ultimately live the life you've always desired, then sit back and stay tuned in because you are in the right place. I'm your host, Young Lee, and you are listening to the Chicago Business Review. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Chicago Business Review. I am your host, Young Lee. I am a real estate broker, investor, and serial entrepreneur, and I am so excited for this week's guest. We have an amazing guest lined up for you today. Kyle Campbell is the managing director for hoteling insurance services based out of Texas, but he works with clients all across the country and really all across the world. They specialize in family businesses, primarily in the blue collar areas of construction, manufacturing, and logistics. But he also helps a lot of people with generational family wealth and transferring those wealth, transferring their wealth to operate and provide the greatest value through strategies with insurance. So I'm so excited to bring Kyle on. Kyle, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for making the time. We're excited to have you. Hey, Young, thanks. I appreciate the opportunity to be on. Happy to help and share as much useful knowledge as I can. Yeah, no. So I know we were talking a little bit beforehand on some of the amazing things you're doing to help your clients. And I think the biggest thing I wanted to start with is as we end another year and are starting a year, a lot of people are thinking about doing their taxes and things of that nature. And I know you help so many clients um, with tax strategies using insurance. So can you dive into that a little bit and share with us maybe some of the things you're helping your clients do so that they can hold on to some of that hard-earned money that they work so hard for. Yeah, 100%. So when you look at kind of the situation we're in right now, we've got, you know, a, a ruling class of people, whether Democrats or Republicans, doesn't really matter, but they all spend money like there's an endless pile of it. They keep kicking the can down the road. And when you go look at where top marginal tax brackets have been before, we're at what? 37, 37, 6 right now without state income tax. People don't realize that the top marginal bracket for 60 years wasn't below 60% and was as high as 94% on the top marginal dollar. It's stunning. And they've taken away the deductions on the way down. So now when there's a tax increase, you actually feel it all. So it's it's not even like we're in a very favorable tax environment right now as much as it hurts. But we need to plan for a really bad one because I ask clients all the time, do you think you'll see taxes lower than you do today ever in your lifetime? And I haven't had anybody say yes. 
So that means you're at the lowest effective tax rate right now. So we have to get money out of the system and build a system that is beneficial to us long term. So like when you look at retirement and get an income, there's really three ways you can get it. First one's ordinary income. That's what we get now. You make money, you pay taxes. That is the same when you take money out of your IRA, 401k, or for your business owners, when you set up a profit sharing plan or a pension or a cash balance plan or a deferred comp plan, you don't pay the tax now, but you pay the tax later. And I actually explain it to clients all the time. I say, look, I'll pull out my checkbook and write you a loan for as much as you want right now. But here are the conditions. You cannot pay me back until you're 59 and a half. And if you do, it's an automatic 10% penalty plus interest. You have to start paying me back at 72. When we get there, I get to tell you the interest rate that I'm going to charge. You don't, it doesn't matter what I charge the guy now. It's going to be different then and I can make it whatever we want. And just so you know, I can spend as much as I damn well please wherever I want and put myself in huge debt and I'll just charge you a higher interest rate to pay it off later. If you'd like that loan, I'm happy to write it to you right now. Tell me how much you'd like. That is very depressing. (laughs) Yeah, when you put it in that frame, which is actually reality. That's an IRA. uh, When you frame it that way. Yeah, that's unbelievable, that thought process. So what are some things or products that you're utilizing then to assist your client to keep as much of that money and not utilize maybe some of these strategies that are detrimental? I'm going to delve into the dreaded world of life insurance. This is where people have heard the horror stories. So understand I also tell people, my industry, we've all seen, heard people that had bad tax work or bad legal work done, right? Well, CPAs take five years of school to get me a CPA. Attorneys take six or eight to be an attorney. I'm really, truly confident that if I could get my 15-year-old freshman in high school to sit down with me for a month, I could get her life and PNC license. I could get her passing exams. <laughs> so when you buy insurance, you need to know where you're getting it from and if the people know what they're doing. So. You hear horror stories, but it's also the same thing, Young, in real estate, if you were buying property sight unseen, like that's why you do inspections. That's why you do these things. So I say that all life insurance is not created equally. There's, and I'm 100% independent. I was at Northwestern Mutual for seven years and I left because I wanted the full independence of I didn't care which carrier, which product, just whatever was best for the client situation. So what people don't really know is life insurance can almost act like a Roth IRA in a sense, a pseudo. You can build money inside of life insurance tax-free that you can get to in retirement, that you can create a pension payout that is tax-free to yourself. And you can build that. And it's got a massively powerful lobby behind it that protects the tax treatment. And the politicians put a hell of a lot of money there. So if you think they're crooks, oh, where the crooks put it. At least you know they're protecting you. <laughs> that's a that's very true. So can you delve into that a little bit more? Yeah. So there's a lot of products out there. There's whole life, which a lot of people have heard about. That's like buying a house. It's a fixed income. You have a set amount of insurance you're buying over time, and you make essentially mortgage payments and you build up equity in that house. 
and you can pull that cash out. You can get to it a lot cheaper than it takes to get equity out of a house. But then there's also these index universal life plans, which are a little more complex, but function very much the same. Those are, you go to the insurance carriers and the insurance carriers are buying options on indexes in the stock market. So with an option, you pay money for a right to buy and sell an index at a certain price. So if you buy an option and the index at 100 and you buy an option to buy it at 105, that, you know, you have a right to buy it. You're assuming it's going to go way up. Mm-hmm. Or you have you buy it at 100 and you buy an option to buy it at 98. And maybe you pay $2.50 for that. So you're 50 cents in the hole if you have to buy it at 98, you know, because you bought it cheaper. Yep. But if it runs up, you get to keep all that money. Yeah. So you create a floor for your investment and an upside with the options. So it can operate like an investment account. And then you can actually borrow against it and use it as collateral, buy other assets. You can use it in retirement income. So we do that with a lot of high net worth people just to position assets that are fixed income like. Because nobody buys fixed income to try to get a 2% return, right? Uh, yeah. That's you right. buy fixed income so when the market tanks, you didn't lose 25%. Yep. So you want safety. So we can get safety with some equity returns. But that's where we're really helping a lot of people is to build out a system that is now gives them access to tax-free money. And then to top it off, if you do have qualified money over here, when you go to take it out, if I only have to take out half as much from there and the other half's tax-free, I just pushed my marginal tax rate on my overall dollars way down. Hmm. Follow me on that? Yeah. No, I mean, that seems pretty incredible. So you're minimizing your downside and guaranteeing some sort of return. Is that correct? Positioning for return. You do have some guarantees that are pretty minimal. I mean, guarantees are basically you're not going to necessarily get smoked if it's designed right. Yeah. Um, But you have a lot of upside potential when you're designing these. The key is you got to have the right people designing it because Breed can come into play with the advisor, guys that don't know what they're doing. That part of it comes in. So, like, we work primarily on credibility. So, people like yourself and through other advisors that I've got it. If I do a great job, you share the name and more people come to me. I want that accountability. I don't want to go one-to-one where if I make a mistake, it's just one person. Like, I, I want the accountability to be able to help people and really truly like flush out the bad insurance. Guys. Yeah, no, I, that was going to be my next question is how does one then go about finding a professional like yourself that actually knows what he's doing and is going to be an asset for their client versus, I mean, other than, of course, everyone should reach out to you, Kyle, because you can help people pretty much all throughout the country and the world. So remember, if you need any help with your insurance, you can reach out directly to Kyle. But if they don't reach out to you, Kyle, what are what are some other ways at which they can try to find somebody that would be knowledgeable in this field, I guess? Because there are so, there is such a wide range of, qualification or qualified people it i mean selfishly it's hard we're building a model that we know is not really done throughout the country you have a lot of captive agencies so 
you'll have people that say like a mass mutual, they're taught how to sell mass mutual plans. They can sell other ones, but they're really taught that. So their beliefs are skewed. Doesn't mean they don't know what they're doing, but they're skewed. Life insurance is an industry that, well, fortunately for us, is frankly filled with a lot of older people that have done it for a long time. Most of the people in their 25 to 50 that started doing it were trained at, say, a Northwestern, a Mass Mutual, a New York Life, great training systems. But those firms have shifted towards a lot of wealth management. So they're acquiring assets. And these advisors like acquiring assets because you paid money on an annual. So they don't stay as sharp on the life insurance side. And then, unfortunately, the younger advisors are not getting in the market because fintech is really gobbling up the beginning term sales. You need to sell term insurance to make some income to survive and learn the industry. And they're really gobbling that up through technology. So we've okay. looked at it. My partner and I here, he's 32 and I'm 42. And they said, look, we know this stuff inside and out and the market is drying up. This is where we want to focus our energy. It's going to take a lot of legwork unless your CPA or attorney has a great connection. Selfishly, it's frankly easier just to call or email me. I mean, I'm in the Midwest all the time. My family lives up in Detroit. I'm the only one in my family down here in Houston. Yeah. So please, guys, if you have any questions, reach out to Kyle. Kyle, we're going to have this in the show notes that I'm going to ask you later as well. But uh, what's the best way that people can reach reach you or connect with you? So email works very well. That's just K and then Campbell, my last name, at H is in house. G is in God, F is in fish, I is in India, N is in Nancy.com, HG Finn. Or you can call me directly. I'm not scared to give my cell phone. It's uh, 248-789-8033. So yes, that is a Detroit area number. Please Bears fans. I already get smoked by you guys each year as a Lions fan. Take it easy. Uh, that's too funny. That's when too I grew funny. up with a Cubs and Tigers fan, Ryan Sandberg, all the way. Ryan Sandberg, that's right. Andre Dawson, back in the yep. good old days, the eighties. Uh, so I know you also help out family businesses that are in that like blue collar space. And you just mentioned that uh, your family is here in the Midwest. Could you elaborate as to why you decided to also try to help out those particular clients? Yeah, so it's not really a Fun story in that case, but my family business has been around since 1940s, heavy industrial contractors in the auto industry. And when I was about 10 years old, my dad was partners with his parents. His two younger brothers were not. My grandparents both were diagnosed with lung cancer and passed within six months of each other. There was no succession plan, nothing formalized. Family was all leveraging the business and the business was going to my dad. So his two brothers who were late 20s, maybe early 30s, they sued. They felt like they were disinherited. And I understand their position and definitely understand my dad's position. He had everything on the line. But either way, all I saw as a grandkid was that I lost two grandparents, two aunts, two uncles, and nine cousins in a span of six months. And we've never all been in the same room since. And that involved three very successful business people that I think in hindsight would like to have not fought over what is now an inconsequential amount of money, but mattered at the time. And I'm sure there's other dynamics I don't know about. Like my dad's not mm -hmm. going to share that. My uncles aren't going to share that. So I'm sure I don't know the entire story, but that's what I know from what I saw as a 10-year-old. Now, I know it would have been very easy to have avoided that situation with some life insurance. 
life insurance would have meant cash flowed into the family right away. They could have gone to the brothers and the business could have gone to my father. Then things would have been really clear. So I give my dad a lot of credit. He didn't want to repeat that. So he did his planning early. Well, the thing is, my older brother's five years older than me. I'm the middle child. But he's my dad's clone. So <laughs> he was really working in the plants from age 13 on and going to do that. When I was 13, I went and caddied at the country club. Like, I wanted yeah. to be able to golf and do things. Uh, so that's a, that's a great gig. That's a great yeah. gig. I didn't start the business till I was 21. So my brother started at 13. So that's eight years difference and five years older. So he had 13 year head start on me. So my dad had yeah. done his planning and it was going to my brother. And it made sense. And my brother and I couldn't get on the same page of how we grow the company being non-union in Detroit. You got to stay out of the union pressure. So we really couldn't get a lot bigger, but made really, really good money. So there's no reason to change. So I went to grad school in Michigan State. Got recruited down here to turn around a medical supply company, hated corporate America, left it after a year and went in to try to help business owners again to make sure they don't repeat these issues. And I mean, I just left, I had a breakfast this morning with a very successful wealth management advisor and she said, and it's the same story here all the time, there's billionaires with really convoluted estate plans where they're given a business to equally to four kids and only one kid's working in the business. I can promise you that is going to tear a family apart because one yeah. kid all the work, the other three are free love. Huh. Yeah, no, I have four children as well. So this is something that I'm trying to think about and plan for. And that's why I'm super excited that we are connecting Kyle. And that's such an incredible story because yeah, you find out so many times that just because of poor planning and things that could have fairly easily been avoided, but because they just weren't aware of it, they didn't make it a priority. They didn't reach out to a knowledgeable professional like yourself. Uh, it causes undue or unnecessary stress and heartache. And so I guess if somebody is listening and they just have nothing in place right now, they're either younger or they have a young family or maybe even they're older, they just have nothing in place. What would you recommend is like the best starting point? Should they go try and get a term life policy? Should they like, what would you recommend somebody to just get started and do well, something? Term life's great because at least there's money then to fight over versus <laughs> debt. So it's yeah. not bad. I mean, it's a good, we like, we do insurance for need or greed. You're talking need. So a family needs X $2 million to replace income to, protect them if something happens. That's term. Greed is where we talked about on the tax side. Like I'm really minimizing the amount of insurance and maximizing the cash because I don't want the expense load on the on the dollar for growing. I want as minimal insurance as possible. So you really need to, you just need to reach out. Term is better than nothing. Absolutely. And it makes a lot of sense. The other part, if you don't have any planning, reach out to an estate planning attorney, get your basics done. You know, get your will, get your medical directives, those things done, especially after having come out of COVID. Like, do you want to be on a ventilator? What do you want to be? Make sure your wishes are written out so people know what it's supposed to be. And then, I mean, just honestly, like what I do, I sell a lot of insurance, but I feel like I'm there to ensure that there's a happy Thanksgiving and a Merry Christmas where everybody's there and people like each other and they talk and we're not because. At the end of the day, I, I'll tell the patriarch and matriarch of families is 
The issues are there. Just because your head is in the sand doesn't mean they're not there. The problem is if you do your if you do your planning first, you get to tell your side of the story and fix whatever hurt feelings are there. If you don't, you don't get to tell your side. They make it up for you. Mm-hmm. So you'll see, you'll have families where like, you know, dad or mom was at every one of the youngest child's games and every one of their school activities and none of like the oldest kid. Well, none of the oldest kid because they were working all the time, growing the business, yeah. doing these things. And the oldest kid gets to go on the ski trips when they're younger and gets to go do these cool trips. But the young one always had the free ride just because of their age. And you're sitting there and like, one of pissed off because dad wasn't at their soccer games. And it's like, it's a relevant complaint, but they're not thinking of it the right way. So the dad or mom has a chance when they do their planning to be like, hey, tell me why. Why is this frustrating? Well, you weren't at my games. I couldn't be like, I'm able to provide this life for us because I've worked so hard to build the business ground up from the beginning, you know, but you don't get to tell that they get to imagine it if you don't tell it. Oh my goodness. That is so true. And that hit home with me. And uh, my youngest child, I would say lived a much more comfortable life than my oldest child. And uh, yeah, that's so true. But without that planning or without telling my side of the story, then it's just up for what whoever to tell their own version of what actually happened because I didn't share it. And so now that's incredibly helpful. Now, for people that are a little bit more established, at what is there like a point financially or at a certain stage of life or income level where they should start talking to you about these other strategies. Like, is there a point at which it makes more sense to discuss more detail in terms of other products? I mean, if you're looking to save money and you're worried about taxes, it absolutely, so it's interesting, is it think that it's more just for the wealthy, but the reality is on your way up is the best time to do it because your marginal effective tax rate to get money out of the system is much lower on your way up. You know, so you look at somebody making 300, 400 grand, saving 20 grand a year, they absolutely should because their marginal effective tax rates like 28% versus thinking, well, let me do it when I'm older. Well, now those dollars you save are effective tax rate in Chicago of what is it like 80% with the way that <laughs> does it? Yeah. I get confused in this no state income tax of Texas that it, it gets a little confusing, but thanks you know, for rubbing it in. Thanks for rubbing it in. Sorry, we have high profit <laughs> taxes. If they get us nowhere. Yeah. But the marginal taxes, like you need to be planning from day one. And there's actually, you know, we had talked maybe a little bit offline and I get asked about it is, you know, infinite banking. So. Yeah, no, that's something that I know has been a really big topic, at least amongst people that I interact with and such. So I would love it if you could dive into infinite banking, a little bit of an overview on that and how that can be utilized as a tool and an investment strategy. So let's, we'll look at this one. So the banks, when you put money in the bank, people don't realize one of the places that they invest a massive amount of money is in life insurance. Hmm. It's called bank-owned life insurance. Basically just a way for them to lend to you at a half a percent while they go make three. On the same money. 
Then they do fractional lending, all those things. So that's a separate thing. But if you look at it, you can put your money in the bank. You have no real protections over the FDIC limit of 250 grand. And it grows taxable. So like we're going to pay you nothing and then we're going to tax you on that nothing. You know, essentially what it is. There's life insurance. All the growth is tax-free. You've got some equity exposure. So you could make 5%, five and a half. You know, you can make a lot more in individual years. You can make zero in certain years, but it's growing tax-free. You can also use the cash that's in there to go invest and pay yourself back or use it as collateral to secure a line of credit to go do your business investing. Now, it's not panacea. It's like it's, you don't get anything free. So be aware of that. There's still mortality and expenses that happen, but it's a very low compared to what income tax would be on other growth. The other part is your early years in life insurance. You don't want to do these as short-term strategies. Your early years, you don't have access to every dollar. Like I explained it to somebody, if, you, if you're going to put a hundred grand a year into a policy, you put a hundred grand in year one, you're only going to have access to 40 or 50 year one. Year two, you put another hundred grand in about 90, 95% of that will be available in cash. Oh, so now wow. we put 200 in and we've got about 135 available. Year three, we put 100 in, more than 100 is available in cash. So we, we've made up. Those first two years, when they have surrender fees, that's why you can't get to it all because the insurance companies want money long-term. Mm-hmm. But that is all graded out by year 10. And typically on a well-designed plan, somewhere around year seven, you've broken even completely. So... From a real estate perspective, think of it this way. I can build a house a hell of a lot faster if I don't, if I just build it on the ground, no foundation, nothing, right? <laughs> it's going to crumble. Yeah. Right? So you have to dig the foundation. You have to dig the basement. You have to do all that work. Or if you're building a huge multifamily or a tower, they go really deep down to build a strong foundation and then build it up. It's the same thing in the insurance. You got it. There's... You don't get anything for free, but long-term, you end up smoking what you could do in the bank. Plus, you have a death benefit, and you have money that's outside of the banking system. Interesting. Um, so, with the, with the infinite banking, so you put money in, and then you can draw on that money. You, what you a- borrow the money back from yourself at interest rates to be able to go do other investments and then pay yourself back. You can also, as you get to retirement, you can just start spending it down and accessing the tax. There's minutia and details in there how you do it, but I don't want to totally bore people with that part. We'll dig in if somebody wants to talk. Yeah, no. So, but that is the infinite banking portion or the whole life insurance portion. Infinite banking is a concept. Uh-huh. The tools used for it could be whole life or index universal life or different ones, depending on how somebody wants to structure it. But infinite banking is a concept that utilizes life insurance in place of the bank. Gotcha. So it's not like, a, oh, I want to go buy an infinite banking product. You really, uh-huh. especially in that space, need to make sure you have an advisor that knows what they're doing to be designed the right way to execute what you're trying to do in the business. 
So I've heard, and correct me if I'm wrong, that you, once you start putting this money in, that you can borrow against it, but, or borrow against, I guess, the worth of the policy. The, but the cash you, inside of it. Yeah, the cash inside of it. Now, when you withdraw money or borrow against it, are you losing the returns on the money that you borrowed out of it? No, it depends, on, it depends on policy, but okay. typically no, you're going to pay a set interest rate back to the insurance carrier. And you can either have it where that money is now still in those indexes growing, or you can have a set rate. Like they'll look at it and say, we'll lend you money. And these will sound high, but understand it's the arbitrage is all that matters. They'll say, we'll lend you money at six, and we'll agree to pay you money at five and a quarter on your funds. So it's really three quarters of a percent for administering the loan is what it's costing you. But depending on you talk to your CPA and taxes, now you have a business, you might loan this to your business. And maybe you yeah. loan it to your business at seven. Now your business has an interest expense that's higher that covers it. But now the growth in your policy is tax free. So if I'm lending, if I'm borrowing at six for myself, my policy is making five. My five is tax-free. I'm lending it to my business at seven. Now you got to watch for in-kind transactions. You, that's tax. I'm not giving tax. Uh-huh. Talk to yes. CPAs. But there's definitely different ways that can be very beneficial in how it's done. That is incredible. Um, so, but you're saying you can borrow up to a certain amount in the beginning. What is like the minimum amount that people can get started in terms of trying to work these programs or you know, I, mean, I, I people can do it at a couple hundred bucks a month if they want well mexican i would tell you i mean you typically want to be doing at least five ten grand a year okay if you're gonna do it because yeah. if you're if you're really a lot of the insurance industry says yeah get started just a couple hundred dollars a month that's really meant to force somebody to save uh-huh. you know i don't know that that's your target market that we're talking to right now yeah. These are people that can save. The other part is just like, reach out. We'll talk. Like, I'm yeah. not here to sell people. I'm here to help educate and execute. But we'll help them get to what they need to get to versus just sell, sell, sell. No. And that's why I was so excited to have you on because you're such a wealth of knowledge first and a an amazing professional in your field. And so we're so excited that you're giving us all of this information for free but yeah it's another reason why if you guys are watching or listening if you have any questions please 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 reach out to kyle he was kind enough to share his cell phone number with you 248-789-8033 i believe was the number he shared and then don't don't call me for a car warranty i get enough of those already like i'm good (laughs) That's hilarious. I, I would imagine they actually do call you about that stuff. All but, the time. Uh, now, for people that have children, do you recommend that they start getting policies for their children or in their children's name or focus in on just themselves? Like, how do you advise like families in terms of structuring products? Yeah, I love I love doing policies on kids because the cost of insurance is so low. So you look at that long-term mode, it's great. I mean, I have my kids, 
any of our higher net worth clients. That's how we're looking to help them build really amazing wealth for their clients. And because frankly, the people I deal with are pretty worried about where taxes are going. So if you start building a tax-free bucket for your kids, why not? Yeah, no, I mean, I know a lot of my friends and colleagues, that's the route that they go. And so, but I just wanted to put that out there that it's never too early for your kids to have a policy. And then who's in control of that policy? So a lot of times the parents will keep it as an owner for a while. So they still control the funds. Then you can determine if you give it to the kids or go into a trust, you've got some different options at that point. Or you gift it to a kid's, you know, gifting limit right now between a husband and wife is 32 grand a year. So if you're starting small, you can build up a policy and eventually gift it to the kids in one year when it's up to around 32. Or you can gift them premiums if you're doing very well to fund those policies. There's lots of different ways. I mean, that's the one that we'll talk through it. One of the things I didn't hit on, we typically with clients will start a lot of times with a review. So happy to review any of the existing policies that you guys have out there. So anybody listening, I mean, Chicago Business Review, you guys know what you're doing. I appreciate Young having me on. I'm, as part of that is we're willing to review any of the, the listeners' policies that they want. They can reach out, we'll request copies, and we'll take a look at it and say, hey, this is what you have. This is what it looks like. This is what's on the market. This is what I would do. But you're not under any obligation. Like, yes, I'm so confident in the amount of crabby work out there that I'll take a look at everything <laughs> and we'll find enough that need to be changed. Yeah, no. And again, thank you so much, Kyle. And he is offering a free service to you as our listeners and viewers. So please take Kyle up on this. It, nothing else, it'll open up your eyes to the possibilities and the options that you have to protect you and your family moving forward. And like he was saying, taxes are not going down anytime in the near future. So the sooner that you can have a plan for you and your family to save as much of that hard-earned money as possible and keep as much of that money as possible, that's a no-brainer. And Kyle was generous enough to review that and have a conversation with you free of charge. So please take him up on that offer. Kyle, I know we went through a bunch of information here, but was there anything else that like you give as advice to a majority of your clients or people that you meet or work with that you might want to share? So the other one that two things I would touch on, um, the really important one for business owners, and I didn't hit on this, Life insurance is a creditor and judgment protected asset. Now, I've got to check in the state of Illinois because it differs by state. I know state of Texas, if I were to get sued and let's say they pierced my insurance, got past it and got to personal assets, they can't take my house, they can't take my retirement assets, and they can't take my life insurance or the cash inside of it. Hmm. So it's protected. That's huge for business owners because your liability, you know, you got to look and see, okay, where can they get to? You have a whole bunch of money in a savings account or investment account, they can get to that. They can't get to your life insurance. So that's huge. The second part is there's no limitations and we're not talking about ERISA guidelines. So sadly, in this environment, a lot of people really don't value the 401k match and some of these other assets that business owners do for their people. Their people will leave for another dollar an hour, 
five grand more a year or whatever it might be. Even if, you know, you get somebody to leave for five grand more a year and you were giving them a 3% match on a hundred thousand dollar, you know, you give, yeah, 3% match on a hundred thousand dollar salary or 5% match, 10%, you know, you could have all these matches on there and they look at it and go, well, but I want the money now. And the problem is you've got to do, you've got to give this money to everybody, whether they value it or not. With a life insurance, you don't. It's about you. So I hate to be selfish, but when the government's always trying to come for your money, like you got to be smart about what you're, where you're giving people money. And sometimes that ping pong table and pizza parties and other stuff, you only <laughs> seem to value more. They just don't see the amount of money you're putting into these qualified plans. That's an incredible bit of advice. No, and I think that most business owners don't necessarily think of that. And so thank you for sharing that. It's, it's the same thing. Young, yeah, sorry to interrupt there. It's the same thing they tell you on the airplane. If we're going down, put your oxygen mask on first, then help your kids. Business owners, take care of yourself and have access to capital. Like it's tied up in your retirement funds and you have a year when you just can't take where you can keep everybody on board and ride it out like we've done. And you can only do that because you were capable of not taking a check all year. Well, you're not going to be able to do that if you have to get it from your qualified account. But you can, out of life insurance and some of these other tools, you can live off of that if you feel like keeping the people on is better long term. Huh. So I'm sorry, just to clarify. So this would be a policy for you as the business owner or you would take out a policy for the business itself? Business owner, we also do the PNC and personal insurance and health benefits and PEO. Like we only do insurance. We don't manage any money. So actually any wealth management advisors listening, we actually partner with them because we don't manage money. We will be an outsourced insurance arm yeah. potentially. But yeah, we can insure also assets. That's incredible. Yeah. So again, guys and gals, you heard Kyle just give a wealth of knowledge and information. You can see his expertise and he is available to help you really analyze your current situation and help you save as much of that money that you have worked so hard for, for you and your family and for your business as well. So please, please, please reach out to Kyle. You can email him at kcampbell, C-A-M-P-B-E-L-L at H-G-F-I-N.com. So make sure... Oh, I'm sorry. Dot net. Dot yep. net. So we'll have that in the show notes as well. But make sure you reach out to Kyle um, oh. and he's going yep, to offer sorry. you that service. No worries. And then Kyle, once again, thank you so much for that information. That's going to really help out our listeners and clients. So if you guys found value in this first, please reach out to Kyle and thank him for his time. And please share this episode with somebody you know that this might be helpful for them. Leave a comment below and that way we can help bring on amazing guests like Kyle moving forward. And if you have any questions for Kyle, please leave them in the comments. And if we have enough good questions, we would love to bring Kyle back on to answer those specific questions next time. But uh, we want to be respectful of your time, Kyle, as well as our listeners' time. So thanks everybody for tuning in. For Kyle Campbell, the Managing Director of Hoteling Insurance Services, I'm your host, Young Lee. 
Thank you so much for listening and watching, and we will see you on the next episode. Thank you again for spending your valuable time with me today. I truly respect your time, so I hope this was valuable to you. And if you're a new listener, then thank you for checking out the show. And don't forget, you can find all the resources, links, and show notes on our Facebook group, Chicago Business Review. Just go to Facebook and search Chicago Business Review so that you can find out all the latest info on future podcasts, get all the show notes, and network with other highly successful and driven entrepreneurs and professionals in Chicago. Also, be sure to contact me while you're over there and share any feedback, questions, or guest recommendations you have as well. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.